Welcome to Babble Over Brews News. Deep thoughts fermented over times and headlines. I'm coming at you, Aaron Crew Juice Vaverka, and I've got Gumby. Hola. And I've got Keith. Greetings from totally normal times. <laughs> and I've got Nate. Bonjour. <laughs> Tonight we're going to be going over a lot of fun headlines, but first, we're diving into 19 crimes. That's right. We're switching it up tonight, and we're doing wine. So 19 crimes, it says our current blend bears the traits as those banished into Australia. Defiant by nature, bold in character, always uncompromising. It's taste you'll never forget. This is their red wine from 2019. We're doing wine because it's 2021. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're bringing in a new year. <laughs> Gumby. All right. This is a nice deep red as well. Or you just want really Catholic on me. <laughs> and this is this is something, you know. I'm taking you to church. <laughs> it's either way I'm good with. All right. That's it's got a nice nose on it. Mm. Wow. It's got it's actually got, has a very deep flowery note. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not much of a red wine drinker. Yeah, it's. I would almost call this to be closer to say a mountain burgundy because it's not it's not sweet, but it it's also not dry. It's it's it's, it's riding that hard line yeah, in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Mm. Would you use that in? Definitely communion? looks nice on camera. <laughs> I use whatever yeah, Father pours. <laughs> <laughs> Do they use real wine? And I'm asking it serious because I don't know. Is, oh, it, is yeah. it real wine? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're not using Kool-Aid. I'm thinking about this Catholic thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so good at drinking. I keep saying, Gumby, Gumby's a closet Catholic. Famous <laughs> family's Catholic. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, my mom was. There. What's that? If you drink like a Catholic, you're halfway there. <laughs> I always think of Jim Gaffigan's response. He's like, "I'm, uh, I don't read the Bible. I don't have to because I'm Catholic." <laughs> <laughs> That's the rumor, but I don't know. Maybe I'm hanging out with the wrong Catholics. <laughs> He's like, "My yeah. wife, she's Shiite Catholic." <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely enjoy my my biblical exegesis. So, um, I, I actually teach the PSR. Yeah. I actually teach the PSR Bible studies for our parish. So I, uh, I, I like going in deep. <laughs> PSR? Yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, parish school of religion. Wait, do you teach kids PSR now? No, no. I teach adult and teen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've just never heard it called like PSR for adults. That's fine. It's that's, no that. that's, that's what Jonathan calls it. <laughs> yeah so yeah but we're gonna be diving in here we're getting political tonight oh boy <laughs> so we're gonna start out with the riots so years of white supremacy threats culminated in capital riots Amid the American flags and Trump 2020 posters at the U.S. Capitol during last week's insurrection were far more sinister symbols. A man walking the halls of Congress carrying a Confederate flag 
banners proclaiming white supremacy and anti-government extremism, a makeshift noose and gallows ominously erected outside. In many ways, this hate-filled display was the culmination of many others over the past few years, including the deadly uh, 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, that gathered extremist factions from across the country under a single banner. Extremist groups, including the pro-Trump far-right, anti-government Oath Keepers, and the Three Percenters, a loose anti-government network that's part of the militia movement, were among those descending on the halls of power on January 6th. The hateful imagery included an anti-Semitic Camp Auschwitz sweatshirt created years ago by white supremacists who sold them on the now-defunct website Arianware said Arya Tushman, Associate Director for the Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism. Also among the rioters were members of Groiper Army, a loose network of white nationalists, the white supremacist New Jersey European Heritage Association, and the far-right extremist Proud Boys, along with other known white supremacists, Tushman said. While not all the anti-government groups were explicitly white supremacist, Tushman said many supported white supremacist beliefs. So I think that that it, it really Aaron echoed. It's like, Aaron <laughs> what the crap? It's like, don't even say the, the loud part quietly. Holy crap. Sorry, I just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it echoed extremely. I mean, I had people say, oh, man, Antifa was in there. I was like, where? <laughs> Actually, you know, they did. Uh... They announced that they're going to prosecute an Antifa guy who was there because he was like just wanting to cause chaos. He's actually the guy that filmed Ashley Babbitt getting shot. Oh, wow. And he was like telling everybody, yeah, break down the door, da 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 da. But he actually isn't pro Trump. He just wanted chaos in the government to be. Yeah, yeah, I saw a caption for under his picture that said, he's just a guy who likes a good protest or a good riot, I should say. <laughs> yeah. He, a provocateur. To no good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the uh the QAnon and shaman <laughs> that guy that guy is now making memes all day long or at least others are making memes all day long of the QAnon and shaman <laughs> wait is that the organic diet guy yeah it's him <laughs> oh <laughs> that's crap. my guy i love organic <laughs> <laughs> that guy <laughs> give He's me freedom organic food on the on like Paid by our tax dollars, which is, which is interesting. Yeah. It's wild that he gets that. And like, you know, sometimes people post pictures of like what a typical prison meal looks like. And it's like a chicken nugget and like a a plain noodle. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous and heartbreaking. It's like seriously what we feed the average prisoner. And this guy gets an injunction so he can eat his fancy pants soy boy food. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, let's see how the other prisoners take that. How do you really feel about that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, think about it. You have this guy getting his organic food, but on the border, they couldn't even get, like, toothpaste and deodorant. I mean, it's it's sad. It's it's pathetic. (laughs) So I, I take some of this stuff with a grain of salt. I always have a hint of skepticism towards what I see that's coming out. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think everyone there was a white supremacist. No. I don't no. think every everyone there had, you know, 
Hitler's memoir in their back pocket. No. There were, and there were different nationalities represented there. And I'm pretty sure the leader of, is it the Proud Boys? One of the groups. Proud Boys was there, yeah. Uh, is a Spanish guy. He's Dominican or something like that. Oh, is no. that the dude that looks black? Yeah. Yeah. I saw his picture. I was very... Yeah, he's his last name is Dominguez or something like that. And I, I, I can't remember if he's Dominican or Cuban or something like that. Hmm. So do I think that there were people there who were white supremacists? Sure. I I think they're probably pretty easy uh, to stir up and, and coach on and get a lot of people out there like that. Yeah. Do I think that whole movement was about that? I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not buying all that. No, I I don't think that everybody there was there because of white supremacy. I do believe that white supremacy is what spurred it on um, because there's been a consistent uprising of that across the last four years. So I, I do think that, 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 that they were behind a lot of that, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the propaganda, um, a lot of the movement, a lot of the rallies. I mean, you plainly had Confederate flags at most of those rallies. So that right there should tell you what you need to know. <laughs> You know, I saw something interesting hmm. on Twitter this week about um, the history of lynchings. I, if I recall correctly, it said up to a third of the people who would come to these lynchings and who you like would see in these pictures of like the huge crowd after it was over, up to a third of them were not even there because they were a member of the KKK or something, or the people actually doing the, doing the murder. They were just there for entertainment. They were just there as part of the zeitgeist. And so I think even if not everybody at the rally slash riot slash terrorist attack was a white supremacist, the fact that they're there and like supporting what's going on in and of itself puts them in that same category, whether they're, you know, in the Proud Boys or not. Like you all knew what you came there to do, I think, for the most part. So it's like nobody, nobody gets absolved of that. Like once you saw the Confederate flags and other crap, you could have left. Yeah. Most people did. It's like guilty by proxy. I think a very, you know, if you ask people, like, are you a white supremacist? An extremely small percentage of people would say yes. But there's like very, you know, it's it's the, you know, it's why we call it systemic. Is it, you know, systemic racism invades kind of everything we do, like, without people even, you know, thinking or knowing that it's racist. I just think of, you know, countless times, how many times has someone told me a story about a supposed unsavory character and then they whisper to me so nobody around us hears he was black <laughs> like how many i mean like people it's, that, that's the part saying the part out loud a lot of people won't even say the part out loud it's still an issue but that's i'm just looking forward to the day when that that doesn't happen anymore when people start telling a story and they're like we can justify this thing about a a, a person who shouldn't have been i mean they probably should have been there frankly yeah. But justify it based on race, like it's adding bona fides to your story because this neighborhood has a majority of white people and you saw a black person. Yeah. And one of the points I like to bring up when it comes to the riots is people try to equate that to the protests from the summer, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, but look oh at everything God. that happened oh, screw that during stuff. the summer. I said, we're going to have to start the swearing time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, <laughs> I said, it, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say there's a huge difference. Number one, number one, 
there's a different reason for the protests. I said, but number two, you're also ta- attacking the capital of the entire country and not only attacking it, invading it and killing people in the process. They killed like five people within an hour. I mean, it's, it, this is not simply a protest. They came to riot. It was a terrorist attack. But I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I said that I said that to uh, I, don't, I don't know if I call him a friend, but a person that I know who's very conservative, but who was against the riots, and I called it a terrorist attack, and he's like, "It's not a terrorist attack." And I, I had to literally look up the definition for him, which I'm going to do now because I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm not because my internet's funky. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure the definition was. The use of violence or intimidation to accomplish political goals. Sure. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that is textbook terrorism. Yeah. And yet yeah, half yeah. the news won't even call it terrorism. Half the media won't yeah. use that word. I'm just like, this is why we're here. Yeah, that's an <laughs> interesting. Because they won't call it what it is. That's an yeah. interesting point that they won't call it terrorism because our government has a history of doing these kind of activities in other countries to overthrow democracies mm-hmm. we we've done it in the mm-hmm. middle east all over yeah so it's happened we, here we have a textbook for how yeah. to to delegitimize movements and this is what i'm trying to say i can't all out all out say that this was just a white supremacy thing this whole movement i can't say that everyone in there believed that i'm going to join this movement because it's you know it, it's based on white supremacy. I just don't think that at all. But if you yeah. can delegitimize it from the very beginning, and that's all you're putting out on the news, just showing Confederate flags, just showing Nazi symbols or whatever it is that they want to show, these images get planted and boom, it cuts the feet off from underneath. So and, I, you know, yeah. the fact that our government has a history of doing this. I don't know how far back. I'm thinking like to the 60s all the way in Latin America. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no surprise that it happened here to me. Seeing right. something like this. You know, because I, I don't know. Yeah. I just can't buy that it was just white supremacy. That, that stirred the whole thing and propelled that whole movement. Well, I, I believe it stirred it. Because it only takes one or two people to actually start something. I do believe a lot of it was stirred. Again... When you have Confederate flags at the rallies, I mean, if you look at the uh, at the the one guy walking around at the riot, he had like a huge Confederate flag just walking I've around with that. it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Of course, I've seen those things. Yeah, but those are the same things that I've seen all the, in other countries in other color revolutions. I mean, yeah. you want to overthrow a democracy, you divide it from within. You throw up. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sunni flags instead of Shiite flags in, in, a, in a population that, that's mostly uh, Shiite. Khalil, we need you here. <laughs> or vice versa, you know, Shiite versus the Sunni. My point is, is that most governments know how to divide movements from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to totally back you on the fact that I do believe that the two-party system is ridiculous. Um, and it's become everything our forefathers we're trying to fight against um, everybody from Washington to Hamilton to all of them really, truly, truly tried to avoid that two party system. And they said it was the thing that they most regretted uh, that came out of our constitution. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> you know, just in the, just in comparing the two different protests, I just think of like, you know, the police basically opened the doors and they went in the cat like as they were like, you know, the police opened the doors to them as they're beating down the police with with blue lives flags, you know, with the blue the thin blue lines flag, you know, and thinking back to like, you know, the the biggest Black Lives Matter protest I was at over the summer, um, most peaceful protest ever. They've got tons of helicopters flying overhead. They've got, you know, policemen with guns on the tops of buildings while we're kneeling on the ground praying. You can't compare the response on both, you know, in terms of law enforcement and the protesters between the two. Yeah. 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 Well, and touching on that, uh, I read a new article today. Get this. Somebody from the inside had already ripped all the panic buttons out. So when they went back in, yeah, when they went back in to investigate, they found out the reason why nobody could hit a panic button was because they weren't there. They were they were physically ripped out. Yeah, (laughs) you know what? I mean, that does bring up an interesting point, though. We're not talking about Disneyland, (laughs) right? We're we're talking about a place that is so heavily guarded, video cameraed. I mean, they got satellites going down on Washington. I mean, they know what kind of tires you have on your car before you even get to that district driving. So the fact that it was that easy for something to get out of control there, it, it baffles me. Yeah. It, it absolutely baffles me that it could get that out of control there. Well, certain people that are in charge of calling in the reinforcements didn't do it. So <clears throat> it, it, it just, it, I mean, that just, it's proving my point. Why not? Why? If they didn't want to just snuff that right from the beginning, why wouldn't they? Well, according to some, it's because they were watching TV gleefully. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> I mean, jets. Keith knows what I'm saying. <laughs> jets and airplanes can't even get in that airspace mm-hmm. off track without the FFA sending up NORAD within miles, mm-hmm. sending jets to uh, accompany a plane mm-hmm. that gets off track near that area. So yeah. I just find it hard to believe that it was that easy for that much insurrection to happen there. Well, it's because there is such division. Actually, that's going to bring us to point one. Ready? So point one, there are signs of deep split within the Republican Party. So <laughs> some of the most high profile members of Republican leadership aren't denouncing the Democratic effort quite the contrary. Congresswoman Liz Cheney of Wyoming, the chairwoman of the House Republican Conference, announced on Tuesday that she would join Democrats and a handful of House Republicans in voting to impeach Trump. On Wednesday, Senator Mitch McConnell, the highest ranking Republican in his chamber, indicated to his colleagues that he is undecided on which way he would vote. Privately, McConnell has left associates with the impression that he's glad Democrats are moving to impeach Trump a second time. Elsewhere, freshman lawmakers are feuding with each other. Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina and Congressman Majority Taylor Green, who has supported the QAnon terrorist movement, got into a heated exchange, according to Axios. Mace blamed Green and other QAnon supporters for the attack on the Capitol. An ongoing question among members of Congress is if any of the 10 House Republicans who split with their party and voted to impeach Trump will face any kind of blowback. Some lawmakers privately supported impeachment, but worried voting for impeachment could physically endanger them or their families from outraged Trump supporters. 
So that's point one. And that's, I honestly believe that more Republicans would actually vote to impeach him if they weren't worried about their own personal safety. Like, like I'm struggling to figure out what, like, say, like, a guy like Mitch, I mean, obviously I know Mitch McConnell doesn't really believe anything. He just wants to win stuff. Like, <laughs> he, 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 he just wants to die. He, he's in there for power's sake. And maybe that's what the most of the Republicans that, you know, didn't speak up, and maybe even some of the ones that did, you know, it's all a cynical power gram. And maybe that's the true for everybody. But it's just remarkable, like, I think you get a sense that most people don't really, they would, they would prefer, at least prefer Trumpism without Trump. I don't know if it works without Trump, but I think they would at least prefer it because he, he sucks all the oxygen out of the room. Nobody's becoming president as long as he's around, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how many, how many political ambitions did he derail just by showing up and, you know, talking Trump University and all this crap? Um, I don't know where I'm going, except it's just, it's just weird. You can't. You don't get the sense that these people really want anything except the adulation of all these people around them and power. Yeah. And so they'll do anything that'll maintain that. And if they can hold their finger up and decide, well, there's enough white supremacist friendly people in my district that they'll support me, no matter how much I stand up for the white supremacist president who incited a white supremacist riot. (laughs) Okay, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be a, a bit of a problem on that point. Um, it kind of leads into point two, so right off the bat, so uh, which is the most bipartisan impeachment in American history. So uh, unlike the last time Democrats impeached Trump, there's a higher level of bipartisan support for the move. Congressman Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader and top-ranking Republican in that chamber, said during a speech on Wednesday that Trump was partially to blame for the mob assault on the Capitol last week. Ten House Republicans also joined Democrats in voting in favor of impeaching Trump. It's unclear how many Republicans are willing to convict Trump in the Senate. A two-thirds majority of the Senate is needed. McConnell's potential openness to convict suggests there may be more than one or two senators willing to vote to convict him. That's all a far cry from last time Trump was impeached, where it was almost completely a party-line vote. Trump was not convicted then. My question is, like, what is... I hate to be that guy, but, like, what's the point? The, the inauguration uh-huh. of Biden is in two days. So what, what will be determined so, in, by their conviction, which probably will happen? That's a good question. Well, they, they believe it or not, a couple of them have already said why. So they want to prevent him from trying to run in the future. So that's honestly, they've said that if they can do a second impeachment and convict him of anything, it will prevent him from running in the future. And that's really what the Democrats are vying for. So running for president or like, something else. Yeah. For, anything. for letting him, for trying to stop him from ever running again. Doesn't, doesn't that suggest something inherently intrinsically any other words that end with Lee is wrong <laughs> with our system that allowed a Trump or a person like Trump to get there to begin with. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, who I mean, who cares if Trump is in or out now? If we get another person like a Trump or ends up 
having, you know, power grabs like a Trump or the point is if the system is corrupt, I mean, by all other means, I think Trump was like a mafia boss. I mean, he's like a casino magnet lord. So I, I actually not a, not a to, real estate mogul. Not to go too far into that realm, but I personally know somebody who worked for Trump at the at the casinos. And I'm not going to go into the stories now. We could talk afterwards, but there is other influences. So yeah, I, <laughs> it just baffles me that you know we, we there's no there there doesn't seem to be a conversation around that there's something still wrong with the system that hasn't changed because the same system is just going to put a Biden in so that yay we can have four more years of a different thing and until we get the next Trump in or yeah. whatever. You know, we're just going to keep doing this back and forth, back and forth. I don't know. I mean, so, say something. <laughs> if 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 you get four years out of Biden, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> or, I, I was, right, right, right. Jumping back a little bit, like kind of like what's the point? I think it is important to view impeachment by the House and the impeachment trial in isolation. From the House's perspective, they feel like they have to make some kind of statement that if you attempt to commit sedition against the United States, as the President of the United States, that they should at least, you know, mark a line and say, that's not okay, that's probably impeachable. If they don't impeach him, that's like the House of Representatives saying, that's not really an impeachable offense, and at that point, what is? The trial, on the other hand, yeah, it, the only real point at this point is to keep him out of office. That's, um, a, that's a good point. What really? is? <laughs> Bill Clinton's like, you should have went with the cigar, buddy. <laughs> 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 but, but getting to the point of, you know, hey, what's the point if, if, you know, in terms of like whether he runs or not, like what's intrinsically wrong? And there is a lot wrong that you can just appeal to your base. Number one, that your base can be so, you know, have such disordered desires that they would That's want something like Trump. Yeah. Um, but think... also that you can win based on that. Um, but, oh man, I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> That's <laughs> the oh, I know where it was. There is this, there is signs that the system is maybe healing itself just a little bit. I don't, have y'all ever seen Hamilton? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anybody remember the point where uh, Hamilton? Uh, he he's you know his his affair with Maria Reynolds is revealed, and then there's a song with Thomas Jefferson going, yep. "You ain't never gonna be president now." <laughs> That's one less thing to worry about. <laughs> I, I I just that scene was going over and over in my head as I watched. Um, Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley like just tripping over themselves to try to continue to contest the election. I'm just like, you ain't never gonna be president now. I mean, maybe there could be a Trumpier guy than those two, but at least if it's looking like those guys' political ambitions are just going down the drain, that's some small victory. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm just thinking like, <laughs> one didn't have to look too hard to find those things on Trump at all no. before he ever became president. No. No, and I would imagine there. Um, you guys may not want to hear it, but there may be a skeleton or two in Biden's closet. Oh, so, more than likely. <laughs> or two. What do you mean? We've been black people have been trying to tell y'all he's. Hey, go ahead, and say bad. it, man, because I feel the same way. <laughs> he's he's problematic. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Him and Kamala both problematic. Yeah. Like, that's that's who gets elected. Like that is the system. <laughs> you don't get. The good guys, they don't, they don't work for president. So apparently. you feel like it's selected. 
What do you mean? Are you asking me if I'm saying that it's rigged? <laughs> elected true elections, or are they selected for us? I, I'm not going to comment on that. What I was trying to say is that bad guys are easily elected. Yeah. All right. I agree with That's that. That's fair. I agree with that. But uh, to your Keith point, that actually hits on uh, on point number three from The Guardian, and that's uh, the vast majority of Republicans refuse to concede any fault. <laughs> and that's true. Um, throughout the debate on Wednesday, two patterns emerged among the arguments Republicans made. Deflect and announce. Republicans repeatedly denounced the mob attack last week. Violence has no place in our politics. Period. I wholeheartedly condemn last week's senseless acts of violence, and I strongly reiterate the calls remain peaceful in the weeks ahead. The Republican National Committee Chairwoman Rona McDaniel said in a statement, Trump himself also released a statement saying that he wanted to see a peaceful transition and inauguration for Joe Biden, the president-elect. Republicans also cried hypocrisy against Democrats for in their words, ignoring the damage inflicted during Black Lives Matter protest this past summer. Democrats are on record supporting violence when it supports their cause, Green said during a floor speech. Democrats will take away everyone's guns just as much as they have guards with guns. So it's, it's again, it's, it, it's, it's double speak on really both their parts. Both parties are um, finding their own faults. Double speak. <laughs> understatement of the century (laughs) yep i I do think there's a different i mean if we just talk about you know what it takes to get a a trump (laughs) into office versus you know i mean yes yes biden has a lot of problems and trump has a lot of problems but trump's problems are unique uh, and they're really deep uh i think one of the the lasting legacies that we're going to find as we get in here is how he literally didn't staff any of the bureaucracies with anybody competent. Mm. And that has like really basic problems for like, you know, telling a town if there's a tornado about to hit them or handling, handling nuclear waste or dealing with a pandemic. Um, all these little things. I, I even think of I'm the IRS has been hitting cuts for years, but I'm sure Trump did it. No favors. I'm still waiting for my tax refund. It's been almost a year. Um, and I'm not the only one you go on IRS Reddit and it's all over the place. Like, and these people don't get the next stimulus either until they submit their next tax refund, which maybe I'll get delayed again for a year. Yeah. And and even just, you know, in the news with the pandemic this week, like we're finding out, Oh, you know, there wasn't actually a second stockpile of vaccines ready to be released right away. They lied about that. (laughs) Holy crap. I mean, they're, by having someone just who's not only the typical political, you know, evil politician, um, problematic politician, but having someone who's uniquely dumb, um, <laughs> unread, uh, obsessed only with their own, you know, self enrichment, um, has real consequences, and they aren't just the sort of the a bunch of white supremacists will knock down the Capitol on your behalf variety. <laughs> Yeah. I think uh, you might be surprised at the ineptitude of some previous presidents, but <laughs> I can't specifically say, you know, that there were presidents appointing people that were incompetent. But I mean, it would seem that in the past, that is not outside of the question. 
was among the three people that got impeached. There's also, I think, Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. He got impeached for an offense very similar to that, trying to appoint somebody that wasn't legitimate. Yeah. Mm. Well, not mention that, not only did he put people in positions that they were not qualified for, he also put people in positions that were huge conflicts of interest. That's like, not true. Jared Kushner, he could solve the Middle East problem. <laughs> Come on. I feel like he's the only he's the only dude in the group that I might have trusted. <laughs> really? Because he's not in the family and like has no reason to really. Oh, he's all in the family, baby. He's all in the family. <laughs> no, nah, he's really about that money. That's really all he cares about. You're not lying. You're not lying. But like, for example, there was a a certain person put into charge of the head of the EPA who was a former director at Monsanto and maybe that's not the best position for them I'm just saying conspiracy theorist I mean especially when they go in and try to elect to erect laws to protect Monsanto and to make sure that their carcinogens can't be labeled as carcinogens so I'm just saying. <laughs> Surprising that the organic guy supported Trump's thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, just made me think of something funny about uh, Jared Kushner. I just finished reading um, Bob, Bob Woodward's Rage, which was the uh, or the the infamous quote about you know Trump talking about you know I just want to downplay the virus to keep people calm. That where that came from originally over his, his interviews over this past year, and. Uh, that part's actually pretty boring in the book because it's just Trump saying the same thing over and over, like the virus is going to go away, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but the Jared Kushner quotes are actually really interesting. Like Jared is just constantly like any dumb thing Trump does, Jared's just talking about how genius it is. Like he's like, you don't get this guy. He says this just to keep them like on their toes. And then he just totally outsmarts them all and he succeeds every time. That's what's uh, that's. That's what Steve Bannon does, too. Kofefe! Kofefe! You don't understand. Kofefe was a stroke of genius. Everybody was talking about Kofefe while we killed a bunch of people. It's like... Well, I mean, in my opinion, I I think Kushner was just BB's point man in the White House, if I'm being honest. Netanyahu's point man, so... Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, we might. Where's Louis Farrakhan? Can he join us tonight? I feel like a Jared Kushner episode. <laughs> well, we could add that to our. So we are going to be doing a uh, a full conspiracy episode. So we can add that to it. Oh boy, we'll, we'll be in trouble for that. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll be touching on flat Earth and QAnon and everything else. So <laughs> is that how you say that word, QAnon? As far as I know, I've and no one actually has given me a per, proper pronunciation, so I believe it's I QAnon. Said QAnon, but QAnon, I mean, it's not like I've heard a bunch of people. I haven't heard anybody say anything for the past year because of any <laughs> right. isolation. So know. you know, just say Q. What do I know? Just say Q. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought we were talking about where the Cavs played. I don't know what. I don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the Q and thing oh, is. Yeah, the South Street branding, the QAnon Arena. Oh man. <laughs> I honestly don't know what the conspiracy about QAnon is about. Like, what is what is the fundamental? It's not one thing. It's a series of things. Okay. Many stupid things. So I'm assuming white supremacy. <laughs> that's 
in there among many things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 We'll, we're going to do a whole episode on conspiracies. That'll be in there. <laughs> and really we have to because ah, there are so many Christians that are involved in these conspiracies. We have to cover them. Just like, you know, QAnon, right? Um, flat Earth. I was shocked at how many Christians are actually endorsing Flat Earth still. So <laughs> we, ha- we will be... Skiba. <laughs> So, we will be covering a full episode on nothing but conspiracy theories. Yeah. So, because we have to help Christians to think for themselves. Mm, so, he looks right at me when he says conspiracy theories. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what? you did, you, you've suggested a few up to this point. Now, so. <laughs> Maybe you're our resident expert. Tell us what you really think about the moon landing, young. Actually, no. (laughs) That brings us into point four, though. The Senate is a mystery. How things will shake out in the Senate is a mystery. McConnell wrote in a letter to colleagues that he has not made, quote, made a final decision on how I will vote, and I intend to listen to legal arguments when they are presented to the Senate, close quote. When Trump was impeached the first time, only Senator Mitt Romney of Utah joined Democrats in voting to convict. This time, it's conceivable a few more Republicans could join Democrats, though they need 17 to convict. McConnell himself said in another statement after the House vote that the earliest a trial could begin would be after Biden is sworn in on 20 January. That's a, pardon me, at odds with a statement from McConnell's Democratic counterpart, Chuck Schumer, quote, a Senate trial can begin immediately with agreement from the Senate. Oh, I'm sorry. Current Senate majority leader to reconvene the Senate for an emergency (laughs) session. There's a lot of S's in this. I'm stumbling over myself (laughs) or it will begin after January 19th. What's that? Just don't cuss. (laughs) Right. But make no mistake. There will be an impeachment trial in the United States Senate. There will be a vote on convicting the president for high crimes and misdemeanors. And if the president is convicted, there will be a vote on barring him from running again. Close quote. Schumer said in a statement. So that's going to be. Oh, man. It's going to be a hurricane. It's going to be president. It's, it, you know, I, I honestly feel like Nate did. I mean, I don't really see the the point at this point i mean it's it just, doesn't even sound like they can convict they need 17 and not that not nearly that many have committed right? yeah. that was mcconnell speak for i'm not voting <laughs> <laughs> probably it's symbolic yeah. more than anything that they seem like they're trying i mean yeah i mean even but it's bad for the base like mcconnell's voters wouldn't want him to vote to impeach period mm-hmm hmm. I mean, there was, so the 10 that did join were uh, John Kotko, Liz Cheney, Adam Kissinger, Fred Upton, Jamie Herrera, Butler. I think it's how you say it, Butler? Butler. Okay. Dan Newhouse, Peter Mayhear, uh, Tom Rice, Anthony Gonzalez, and David Falado. What's that? You didn't say Gonzalez. (laughs) No, I didn't say. Of Ohio, Ohio, yeah. (laughs) So those were the first 10 that actually did vote. Um, And it is, 
so I will say like him or don't like him. The one Republican I have liked through all of this, just because he has stood up to to for his own personal conviction, has been Mitt Romney. Um, I have liked that about him that he actually went against his own house for his personal convictions. Again, I'm not saying that he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong, but I will say. I love the fact that he put his convictions on the line and he stood by his convictions despite what others said. I do like that about him. And he's done that the entire time. Mitt is not a total turd. I will give him credit for that. <laughs> yeah. Not a total turd. No, I don't give credit to politicians. And I'll just say that he's in a much safer position because I don't think Utahns or whatever he's from are necessarily of that extreme type of conservative. Unlike the South. Yeah, mm. yeah. And did you see where they talked to him during the protests? No. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, Mitt was the only Republican that actually walked with the people during the protests. Um, the only one. And he was out there in the streets walking with them during the protests. And then Wait, they, which protests? La- during the summer. Oh, during the summer. Okay. Yeah, not the riot. I, I don't think Mitt was out there on January. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, so during the, the, the George Floyd uh, protests, he was out there marching with the people. And he said one of the coolest things. Um, they stopped him at his house for an interview and they said, why did you do this? Why did you go against your own house to march with everybody? He held up a picture of his father marching with mlk and he said because my dad did and because my dad knew right from wrong i know right from wrong and that's why i'm marching <laughs> tell him <laughs> i think that was the only republican who actually said the words black lives matter summer <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> wow yeah so but- that speaks volumes the fact that he marched forward despite what his own, you know, house said. So his speech uh, during the certification vote, you know, when they 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 broke. The, by the way, I don't know about y'all, but I became far more acquainted with C-SPAN over the past week. <laughs> uh, but the <laughs> the, uh, the the part where they broke off into the, to the two chambers to debate the the uh, contesting the you know the various votes, the Arizona and Pennsylvania. Um, Mitt's speech during Arizona's was. Um, actually pretty good there was one point where he says we have to stop lying to our people we have to Mm. stop lying that trump won the election Mm. Um, which gets to the heart of you know whether it's 100 percent white percent supremacist or you know two percent white supremacist and 98 percent white supremacist super uh sympathizers is that everybody was galvanized together to show up there because Everybody in their political orbit has a repeating the lie that Trump won the election when he very clearly didn't. Mm. And I was glad that they called it out. Did you see that video of the lady? I think it was on the day of the protests, or the terrorist attack, rather, that was, like, basically in tears, like, did my president lie to me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that the same one who got pepper sprayed, or is that a different one? I don't know. I haven't actually watched the whole thing that <laughs> It's interesting that people are, are like, to, to, to start using that terminology shows these people like, yeah, this dude led you astray. And people really were not, they have no idea, some of these people have really no idea, still don't. It's just super sad. 
You ready? No, who I agree. Who a person to believe a politician in general? I don't get that. Maybe it's just because I'm African-American. If a politician is telling me something, like, what compels you to believe it? Especially if it's outrageous. No, I agree. Yeah, it's... I'll tell you what I I have uh, I have neighbors who are are huge uh, Trump fans, and it's been shocking to me the amount of uh, cognitive dissonance they've shown mm. when it comes to reality. Because I mean, they straight up are still claiming after three different Republicans oversaw recounts, they're still under the impression that people are lying to them. even though it's hard to relate to like a lot of people do take at face value what a politician who they believe in and and they agree with what they say i mean this goes back to that one video uh when we were doing our commentary on the uh, rnc and dnc and during the dnc they had the the daughter of the, the the man who died of covid um, and she said that her, you know, his her dad's one pre-existing condition was believing what Donald Trump says. Right. And like it or not, people trust. Like if you have a guy high up who, against all odds, won the election and um, is is supposedly fighting for your values, whatever your values are, and he says that COVID is a hoax. If you're drinking the Kool Aid already, you're gonna, you're just going to keep sipping that, and you're going to believe. That COVID is a hoax, or the election was stolen, and you're going to at least, you know, change your behavior because of that, and maybe possibly you're going to show up at the Capitol because of it. Yeah, yeah. No, Can I you agree. even imagine? Like that's that's wild. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a Republican. I forget which post it was. Uh, there was a Republican who posted and said, "Think about it. You either have to believe that." All of Congress is lying. All of the Senate is lying. That all of the voters are lying. All the vote counters are lying. And that the recounters are lying. Or believe one man. <laughs> I was, pre- I was pretending to be a <laughs> We had to bleep that out for the children. <laughs> <laughs> for our children listeners and subscribers. <laughs> all, all three of them. All, all my children think I'm like a Trump diet. Actually, it's really funny. I'd like to have a podcast where I just have my children explain politics. Like, my oldest son, like, no politician passes a BS test. He has been, like, I don't know, I have to stop him sometimes. I'm like, you're going to get us killed if you talk about stuff like that in <laughs> <laughs> this room here. <laughs> I won't say those things at church. <laughs> That's funny. Have you been talking to Gumby? <laughs> Before we move to point five... Going to introduce one more wine for the night. This, believe it or not, is from Aldi's. And it's actually a wine I enjoy from Aldi's. <laughs> so it's uh, it's aged in bourbon barrels. This Cabernet Sauvignon draws its rich flavor from the charred barrels that once aged American whiskey. Mm. Aromas of of ripe black cherries and dried herbs with notes of charred vanilla toast and a warm finish. But again, this comes from Aldi's <laughs> and this is their, uh, their quarter cut bourbon barrel aged wine. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon from uh, 2018. That is something I can believe. It, it is so good. Give, give that a whiff. Give it a whiff. 
I mean, right off the note, it's got that nice, deep flowery. It has that deep flowery note that you get. That's part bourbon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I smell the vanilla. Oh yeah. It passed the sniff. Oh test. my lord, that's so good. And it's it's not it's not overt. It's not like wow, that's that's definitely a bourbon. It's it has notes of bourbon, right? Yeah. So it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. With deep notes of bourbon, it has a nice, a nice uh, aroma, nice flower, flowery bouquet on top of it. But it's, uh, it, it has that nice deep flavor that, to go with any good meal. Um, I enjoy this with pastas myself. I don't know. I'm not getting the bourbon yet. It, it, it's subtle. It's, okay. it's not overt. It's subtle. Yeah, but it, it gives off a waft of I'm sophisticated. Yeah, yeah And mm. honestly. The more it warms up, the more the bourbon flavor comes out. That's why this one, unfortunately, it wasn't the fridge. As it warms up, more of the bourbon flavors come out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but it's it's a very good wine. It's a great Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, never did I think I would be talking about how good the <laughs> wines can be from Aldi's, but it's a really good wine. <laughs> I like Aldi's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I good job, Aldi's. Yeah, I endorse it. <laughs> I'm about so. to go grab my quarter and head over right now. <laughs> <laughs> but on bump. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to point five, and that is Democrats' security concerns seem well founded. Reporters and lawmakers noted the increased security presence around the Capitol. Congressman Seth Moulton of Massachusetts noted in his floor speech that there were more U.S. soldiers patrolling the Capitol than were stationed in Afghanistan. In general, there is a high sense of concern of another attack. Biden was briefed by officials from the Secret Service and the Federal Bureau of Investigation on security concerns for his inauguration. In a report from the Boston Globe, Congresswoman Ayane Presley of Massachusetts found during the mob attack that the panic buttons were ripped out of her office. So that's point five from uh, from the uh, the Guardian's five points to take away. So <laughs> if the panic buttons were taken out, <clears throat> obviously I, somebody was inside. A legitimate source said so, right? Yep. We're assuming. So what are, happened was, <laughs> are we assuming that the the Proud Boys or someone like that did that? Well, we do no, know. it was one of those three congressmen that Ali Alexander said helped plan the attack. <laughs> Just don't call me Not a conspiracy one, theorist, okay? <laughs> well, no, the dude said these three congressmen helped me plan it. We saw, we have video of congressmen letting people in. We don't know if it was intentional or not. And, uh, yeah, Ali Alexander deleted the video after people were like, yo, he's, arrest this man. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, it's what? it's incriminating and what's should, going on? This is probably not the last thing we're gonna learn about what got taken out of there before Oh no. Exactly. What's they going on? they already hinted and they haven't said who whose briefcases or whose documents, but they already said that there was briefcases and personal items removed during the riot. So there they did say there is currently a national threat that has been proposed once they were there because these things are now missing briefcases are missing documents are missing so what did they take we don't know they're still assessing yeah. as someone who is like 
throw the book at the guy, this is probably my best argument for delaying impeachment-related activities is we're still learning so much, and we're going to find out. I mean, I'm not, mm. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but we're just going to find out. There's, there's a lot of people who maybe in uncoordinated ways are, are kind of working towards the same goal, and I, I do think one of our, our kind of hero metrics for how, the health of the nation is going to be like how few or many months people like Lauren Bober and Marjorie Taylor Greene and other people who you know, conspired with Ali, like how long they last in Congress. <laughs> like if they make it this whole term, I'm not optimistic about the health of our nation. Just to, to clarify, I don't think it was. I think it was three guys. I don't think that lady was. Involved. Okay, well they've done other stuff too. They've yeah. been. Mar, um, Lauren Boebert was the one who like tweeted the location of Speaker Pelosi, like as the attack was going on. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> how how does she not get arrested? Right. Well, she, she carries a gun to Congress every day, so, you know, the police don't want to touch her. Is that legal? <laughs> nope. <laughs> not, not in D.C., at least. Yeah. There are just so many holes. Yeah. So many. And this well, is why of, this is why uh, I'm not so quick to just jump on one, any party line. Right. Maybe all the evidence will point out that it was these groups that they say. Maybe it will. And I will have to say, yes, the facts all point to that. But in Till that point happens, I mean, I, I just think there are too many inconsistencies. Yeah. Same on 9-11. We had so much evidence beforehand of potential terrorists. We were warned, I don't know how many times. And then Save that for the conspiracy episode. You're saying that people on the other end of the aisle, right-wing extremists, knew but wanted it to happen so that it would make Republicans look better. I don't know. I don't really know. So we're, we're going to say that for the conspiracy episode. <laughs> That's an interesting non-theory. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that it's it's interesting, you, you know, like mm. the panic buttons were removed and, and these kind of things that allowed and other things like that that allowed it to well, get this carried away. I mean, we do know they have already brought several policemen in. They were part of the problem, right? So they already yeah. did say that there were several policemen that work for the Capitol that are already being pulled in for inquiry and possible conviction. So, all right, last comment. You know, and not to be <laughs> on this subject. You know, on nine eleven, we found out that there were a lot of military exercises happening. On the day of, yeah, government data, you can just look it up. That we're trying to stop the very thing that actually happened. Mm -hmm. So uh, it would be interesting to know if something like this, you know, if there were exercises in place that were designed to prevent domestic terrorists from actually happening, and then boops, it actually happened. Oh look, why would they do that? Why? Why would you do a training at the time? I I don't know. Why would? Why would not? Wouldn't they know from the last conspiracy and not do the training at the same time, though? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Wouldn't they know from the last conspiracy theory about nine eleven not to do the training for the uh, it, the terrorist activities in the Capitol? Yeah, the same no, time it, terrorist it, activities are happening. No, I I think it, it's actually a legitimate way for foreign uh, foreign and domestic policy to change drastically, hmm. instantly. All right. So to be continued in our conspiracy episode. <laughs> 
so bring it away from conspiracy. So uh, there was there was the guy two days ago. They announced that the guy coming in to lead the investigation of the security failures is Lieutenant Russell Honore, who they brought in during Hurricane Katrina or after Hurricane Katrina to fix <laughs> what FEMA had broken in a similar way back then. And that guy's he's he was raised Catholic, so. That's what I wrote that story about earlier. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I'm going to end my stories, and then we'll move to Keith Keith. and... (laughs) Or Nate. All right. Okay, then we'll move move to Keith. Yeah, Um, let me do my homework. The the last... uh, I actually have two things, but I'm going to say the other one if we get to it for the end. Um, But Trump is losing friends. And and that's my my last takeaway for these uh, Guardian articles, because these are all pulled from the Guardian and the AP. Um, I'm I'm going to leave that there because it says that Donald Trump has fallen out with his personal lawyer Rudy Giuliani and is refusing to pay the former New York mayor's legal bills. It was reported with the president's feeling abandoned and frustrated during his last days in office. Giuliani played a key role in Trump's failed attempts to overturn the results of November's presidential election through the courts. The lawyer mounted numerous spurious legal challenges, traveling to swing states won by Joe Biden, and spread false claims the votes was rigged. Trump's refusal to pay Giuliani's bills is another blow to the former federal prosecutor. Giuliani is already under fire for his own alleged role in citing Trump supporters to storm the Capitol building. Addressing Trump's Save America rally in Washington last week, Giuliani said, I am willing to stake my reputation. The president is willing to stake his reputation on the fact that we're going to find criminality. He pointedly added, let's have trial by combat. (laughs) Unquote. (laughs) Rudy gonna Rudy. That's a real tough guy right there. And he did say it. I heard it myself. I listened to the presentation live. <laughs> the number one piece of evidence that there is no justice in this nation is that Rudy Giuliani is still walking around. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, that guy, holy crap. He can get away with anything. I mean, he doesn't totally get away from it because we all know he's an idiot except for whoever whatever true believers are, are left but i mean the true. guy's probably gonna get pardoned in the next couple of days no no no. He's he was saying stupid he was pardoned already rudy yes Man. yeah t- trump issued a preemptive pardon a couple weeks ago <laughs> he he is pardoned <laughs> yeah yeah oh, not, I, oh yeah I, go google I, it I, Go, go, I doom scroll all the time. Oh yeah, he did. He did a preemptive pardon for Giuliani and Kushner and a couple others. <laughs> oh yeah, Jonathan Pollard. Yep. <clears throat> That's just me being a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he already did. He's done. He's he's good. He's fine. He can walk. <laughs> glad. Uh, you know what? In this case, I'm glad Trump didn't pay his bills. Then again, we may not need to do anything because Giuliani appears to be melting. So. <laughs> Those two were meant for each other. They really were. Join us in part two for the rest of the conversation.